Ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good afternoon, ladies, gents, and everyone in between. My name is Anastasia. And I'm Zion. And you are listening to Into the Crewniverse, which is brought to you by the Youth Crew at the Adventure Science Center. So Crew is a youth development program here at the Adventure Science Center, and we're in Nashville, Tennessee. To learn more about our program, go to www.adventuresci.org slash youthcr3w. All right, so now that we have the self-promo over, uh, we can jump right in. We were, are giving a warm welcome to Emily Howell, who is our new volunteer program assistant. Woohoo! Uh, she is a Texas native who recently relocated to Music City to pursue her master's in sports administration. She loves sports, she loves education, yoga, and the volunteers. Yay! Woohoo! She loves us. And yeah. so, welcome, Emily! Also, Anastasia, I forgot that you were the volunteer of the month. Congratulations! I am. Oh my god, thank you! But don't I? Alex is the volunteer of the month too. Okay, but he's not here, so we're just gonna congratulate you first. <laughs> he he deserves credit. He deserves credit. We did, we worked excellent. Camp. There's we camps, really right? Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about our camps? Oh yeah. So, haha, more promo. Um, summer camp is at the Adventure Science Center. Um, it's paid. You go there for one week. It's a day camp, so you have to drive your kid to and from there, but it's fine. Um, they go through different activities. They um, each theme, each week has a theme. So, for example, dinosaurs, space, technology, and the kids they learn about um, they learn about those topics in class. They do really fun activities, and it's really fun helping them. It's ages five to ten, I believe. It's pretty yeah, pretty young kids. Younger kids. Yeah. So if you are if you have a young kid, feel free to bring them here. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done a camp, but, like, it looks, like, fun. I just haven't think, had time. I'm pretty sure I did do a camp when I was younger. Not when I was, like, 10. Uh, that was only a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I went here when I was, like, 6 or 5. I've been coming to the ASC since I was, like, 2. So it's it's fun. Yeah. Like, I've been coming since I was, since I was young, too. But, like, I've never done a camp here. I just didn't really know there was camps here. On to our next segment. We are going to be talking about whether the things we see in science fiction could be done in real life. What are we talking about today, Zion? Um, are we going to do lightsabers first, or should we talk about the radioactive spiders first? I, You know, let's actually, actually, yeah, let's talk about radioactive spiders first. All right. So all of you have seen, have seen, you've seen Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Who, what's your, who's your favorite Spider-Man? McGuire or... Or what's his name? Garfield or Holland? Holland, all the way. Oh yeah, he's I feel like I feel like he's the. Cute. I feel like he's the best portrayal. Yeah. Of Spider Man and like I, but if it had to be between McGuire and Garfield, I like Garfield the best. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah. So about like radioactivity in spiders, you know how he got bitten by a spider and he got all these crazy powers. Um, George and Spider Man. Yeah, it that is unfortunately not possible. <laughs> so the sorry spider, to, a sorry spider, to crush your dreams. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Sorry if you wanted to become the next Spider Man. I mean, you can if you develop some nice technology, but that's not the point here. Yeah. Um, a spider is no more radioactive than a banana. Like 
the most radioactive spider is no more radioactive. That's really sad. Yeah, so if you ate about, I think, like, 200 million bananas. No, I hate bananas. No, If you ate 200,000 million? If you ate 200 million bananas in a very short time frame, maybe, like, a minute, you would die of radiation poisoning. Um, but that is because bananas contain potassium, and potassium is slightly radioactive. What we're trying to say here is don't eat that many bananas in a minute. Don't do this. Don't try this. If you have a superpower and you can eat 200 million bananas in a minute, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, Please, for your safety. But so we don't get sued. <laughs> we're not going to get sued, Diane. Are, are you sure? Like, we're telling them to eat radioactive. We're not telling them. We're, we told them about the bananas. Yeah, but we're telling them not to. Okay. That's, that's why we're not going to get sued. All right. Anyways, um, so radioactivity, uh, what it does, like if you dropped a nuclear bomb on something, radio, uh, the radioactivity could either kill you on impact, which is most likely what it's going to do, um, or it could give you cancer, which we hear about a lot, like yes. um, the bombs on mm. Hiroshima yes. and Nagasaki. Yeah, radiation. Yeah. yeah. There are only... How many survivors are there? I don't recall. There, okay, there so has to be a lot. It's, it's just that, like, you just hear about it, and then, like, what you do hear about is, like, the people, like, that got, like, bombed, and then they're just, like, their shadows are left on the rocks. Oh, yeah. That's what shadows. you hear about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it's really, like, freaky. Like, they just got, like, obliviated. Like, just disintegrated. That's just the word that's, you that's use. That's scary. That's yeah. scary. This isn't the point. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, the radiation um, can give you, can affect your cells and turn them into cancer cells, which yes. are um, basically harder versions of cells. They're tougher to kill. They multiply faster and they multiply, like, unevenly. Yes. Like, cells normally go through, like, regular mitosis, like, split into two mm-hmm. um, at a regular rate. But cancer cells do that exponentially. I mean, cancer cells can split into three at a time. Um, they split um, faster. They can split slower. They split at any time they want. And that's why tumors either grow really slowly or really uh, quickly. It's just scary because you don't know, like, if it's there or not. Unless you yeah, get, like, until you start getting symptoms. Yeah. And by the time you start getting symptoms, it's too late. Okay. Yeah. But the third thing that radiation can do, um, besides killing you or giving you cancer... <laughs> Is <laughs> it can affect your reproductive cells, so that means that um, your kids uh, can get have a higher rate of getting mutations. It kills you. It gives you cancer. It kills your kids. So just not killing your kids. It just it's just a more it's a higher likelihood of giving them mutations. Yeah. Um. So that's about all that radioactivity can do. That's in the sense of the um, harmful ones. The harmful ones. Yeah. yeah. If um in the sense of giving someone powers, like in the sense of getting a spider radioactive, it can happen. Like the spider has an increased radioactivity output. Um, but when it bites you, you're either going to um cry. You're going to cry because no one likes getting <laughs> bit by a hurts. spider. Yes. You're going to cry, and you're going to run away, and you're going to say, I hate spiders, but that's not the point here. <laughs> that's not the point. Um, it's either not going to affect you, or affect you very minimally, so you don't notice it. We're just trying to say, don't go out of your way to get bitten by a spider, and hope that it's radioactive, and you want to become Spider-Man. Just stay safe, and just don't mess with spiders. They're just 
they're good for us. And don't go out of your way to kill them either. They're just here to eat your pets and just live their lives. Okay, bringing us quickly back to the topic of radiation, it is uh, end of summer. And that means that the sun is so scorching hot in some areas. So please, if you're outdoors, wear hats or long sleeves and wear sunscreen because the uh, radiation from the ultraviolet lights, UV lights of the sun, are still very harmful for your skin. And you know about the harmful effects of radiation already because we just talked about it. So please, stay safe. That is all we have on spiders. Now we are going to dive into lightsabers. You know, have you watched Star Wars? Yeah, I've seen a few of them. Like, it was not my favorite. Just, mm. Yeah. I've only seen Solo, mm-hmm. which was a good movie, but it didn't have any lightsabers in it. <laughs> but from what I've gathered, um, lightsabers are basically just really thick lasers. Um, that cut. That cut. They can do that's, serious that's damage to you. Yeah. And um, in real life, there are lasers that are very powerful, but to be that powerful, they have to be very concentrated and very tiny. So, like, getting the thickness of a normal lightsaber isn't really possible. That makes sense, because that's kind of scary that, like, you just get a lightsaber and you just stab someone and then now their arm's cut off. That's that's really scary. I'm glad yeah. it's not real. Uh, yeah. The what another way you could get like the thickness of the lightsaber is get a lot of those, get a lot of the little um, like the really concentrated lasers yeah. and like put them in a circle. But that that um, it wouldn't be able to fit in like the lightsaber handle, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing, the lightsabers um, lasers actually stretch for infinity unless something blocks them. That's so, really scary. Yeah, because they, they're light. They're basically just really concentrated light waves. Um, so you wouldn't be able to contain a lightsaber. Yeah. So that sucks. So no lightsabers for us. No lightsabers for us, unfortunately. Um, anyways, I think they'd be, they they would be illegal, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd be, wor- they'd be worse than guns. Like, they'd just be like... <laughs> worse than guns. They would be, because, like... Just unsheath your lightsaber and yeah, cut a hole in the nearest building. and you just building. cut a hole in, like, this random thing, and now you're just in trouble because you just did property damage. They're going to sue you. Vandalism, murder, yeah. um, all that fun stuff. It's not really fun. It's I don't not endorse fun, that. Yeah. No, neither of us endorse that. Yeah, the, the Adventure Science Center doesn't endorse this either. Um, on to our last topic for real science. We have, for our final topic of real science, we are going to be, to have a little mini brief conversation about holograms. So, do you think holograms are possible? I, I hope they are. I want to have my watch, I want to click it, and I want to see the screen, and I want to be like, yeah, video call someone right now. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> nice. sci-fi dreams. Like, like Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> R2-D2. <laughs> um, but uh, what... I think the closest we can get to that are, like, projectors. Like, the projectors that we have right Don't now. Don't make me cry. I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> Back to school. Back to school. Yep. Um, but I did hear about... Um, there was a... A team that worked on a hologram of a whale. Mm. And they set up, like four or five or six projectors um, in a school gym mm-hmm. and they um, measured all the walls and stuff mm-hmm. and they fit the um, projectors to like match that scenery and like the projectors made different parts of the whale and so it was animated 
But that that was incredibly specific and required tailoring to the actual room. Yeah. That's still really cool. Like, a whale in a room? Like, yeah. That could be the future of our museums. Like, It could. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, you know, that would actually be possible. Yeah. Yeah, for, like, the Adventure Science Center used to have temporary exhibits before the soundbox. Visit soundbox. Visit soundbox. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. You get to play instruments there. But that's off topic. Yes. So, um, if they did what they did with that gym and got, like, six projectors and, um, made the, like, made the animation and made it to fit that room, that would be possible. Because we could put it right with the, um, the information in, like, the computer section. You know, like, no, I'm talking about, like, if Soundbox wasn't there, like, if they still had temporary exhibits. Yeah. Or we can just, you know, expand, you know, uh, science center, you know, expand, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Expand science yeah, center. Yeah, ex- expand, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I- imagine we can have, like, a real dinosaur just, like, walking Oh, yeah, in dinosaurs. Oh, my God. Not, I we have dinosaurs. One, but it's not, like... We have one dinosaur. It's a T-Rex. He's lovely. Uh, we don't we don't have a name for him, but no. we love him. We love him, yes. We used to have a Triceratops, but I don't, I'm not That's sure what they did with him. Okay, well, he's just gone, so... He's just gone. He's yeah. in dinosaur heaven with the rest of the <laughs> ones that were killed by the um, meteorite? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Asteroid? Meteorite? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, I love drawing dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? It's just that, like, we don't know what they look like, like, for real, for real. So it's I mean, we do cool. know what they... Like, we have... Scientists have done, like, reconstructions yeah. of King Tut's face and Cleopatra's face yeah, based on like, their skulls. That's different because, like, we know what, like, color, like, their skin is. Like, we no, don't we know didn't. what color that, that of dinosaurs. They could be hot pink for all you know. Okay, yeah. Realistically, they wouldn't be hot that's pink. True. But they could be, like, but striped they, and stuff. Right. They could have patterns and stuff that we don't know about. Yeah, they could be, like, cows. Like, you know. Like, cow. Yeah. Like, actually, yeah. I think Velociraptors might have been more, like, blue in Jurassic World. She was, um, she was green with, like, blue stripes running down her back, if you haven't seen Jurassic World. Let's talk about Jurassic World, then, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Jurassic yeah, let's, World. Let's, we're transitioning real quick. Okay, because it's a good, it was, okay, it wasn't, like, a great movie, but it was a good movie, in my opinion. It was a good movie. Yeah, Jurassic Park, the, the three parks were, like, better, in my opinion. Because, like, Jurassic World, like, that was, like, really predictable. Like, I knew, like, they were gonna, like, get in trouble, and then it was just gonna happen. It's just, like, yeah. yeah. But, um, do you think it would be possible to, like, oh, we're working on, aren't there scientists in the world working on um, bringing the woolly mammoth back? Yeah. From DNA? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of scary. Like, it is. Like, we could mammoth? actually have, wool if we don't kill the earth with global right. warming. Right, that's what my point, like, I, just, like, we're killing the earth and we're bringing a, an animal with so that much That lived in the back. ice age. Right, like, what are we doing? Yeah, but if they can do that with, like, DNA of, like, frozen woolly mammoths, imagine if we found DNA from dinosaurs. Let's not. No, that's... Okay, mm-hmm. we've, we've watched Jurassic Park. We've watched Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic Park we- is the example to why this shouldn't <laughs> right. happen. This should not happen, okay? But what if we did? What if we got, like, a cute, like, a micro-raptor? Micro-raptors are the size of a chick- chicken. They would still kill us. Micro-raptors are the size of a chicken, Diane. Okay, if a chicken had really sharp teeth, a chicken could kill us. We're really weak. So speak for yourself. No, we're just weak at, like, okay, look, our necks are, like, exposed. We don't have any scales. 
Like, if we don't have any weapons, we're just, like... That's why the FBI makes armor and stuff. <laughs> this is about... This That's is, why the army this makes armor. This is not about the FBI. This is about you versus a chicken with fangs. Okay, with, like, sharp teeth. Okay? <laughs> Who would win? Who would win? Your average human girl versus a chicken with sharp listen, teeth. Listen, listen. I'm five feet tall. You think I'm average? Okay, um, a slightly shorter than average human girl. See, it doesn't really matter. You know what I could do? I could punt it. I could just punt it. And that's it. That's a goodbye thing, chicken. What if there's multiple? You can't punt all of them at once. They're just gonna jump on you and, like, start biting you. Get army... Armor like, protection, like, like what I'm saying is, it's not gonna wipe out humans, it's just gonna wipe out like individual people who accidentally stumble upon these micro chicken fang things. So, well, we keep them in containment, all right. Anyways, <laughs> all right, <laughs> on to our third topic <laughs> we have today in science. So, we are going to be talking about recent scientific developments and fun stuff like that. Yay! So, scientists have made a Basically, it's like a street lamp, um, but instead of light and, like, light bulbs, it uses um, algae. So, it's about sustainability. It's mm-hmm. about, like, going green and composting and stuff. So, why make a lamp out of algae? Right? Like, what? What? what when did people think of that? Like, why yeah. did they do that? I mean, just outside the box. Outside the box. Outside of that box. So, yeah. <laughs> outside of the box box. Yes. Um, but... The algae that use the lamp, um, you know, photosynthesis, they mm-hmm. have, like, um, they take light, they take water, they take carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. and, um, which actually helps with climate change, because they take in the carbon dioxide from the air, which is polluter. Woohoo! The ozone layer is actually being, um, rebuilt. Um, the researchers who developed the lamp claim that it can remove one ton of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere atmosphere per year, which is 10 times the approximately 0.1 tons of carbon dioxide stored and sequestered by an evergreen ash tree in a year. So one of these lamps can take out 10 times as much carbon dioxide from the atmosphere as, um, as a tree can. Like, compared to these algae, trees are just not, not producing it. Not, not I mean, trees are good. Trees are... Trees are still essential. Trees are our friends, but trees are not working hard enough. <laughs> Work harder. Yeah. <clears throat> the Lorax. That's why they're cutting out those trees and giving them oxygen. That's really scary, by the way. Like, I do not want to have to, like, yeah. buy oxygen. Yeah, I don't want to have, like, gummy for every meal. Yeah, I want to have real vegetables. And um, another interesting thing is that um, there is industrial hemp, which takes up... Um, which can be used to make paper. It um, takes up more carbon dioxide than trees do. It's actually very um, cost-efficient, but the, um, it is not implemented in many places because um, because it is hemp, even though... <laughs> <laughs> Good explanation. Just, it is hemp. Uh, because but industrial hemp cannot be used for, um, you know, recreational purposes. It is used to, like... <laughs> It is used. It can that. be used in the same way as paper can. I mean, no, as trees can. They can mm-hmm. be used to make paper. Um, everything that a tree can make, industrial hemp can make too. And it would overall be a better solution, just yeah. like mossels. Ooh, no mowing. I like that. All right. So people have come up with ways to um, instead of using grass to grow their lawns, they use moss. 
So moss is actually better because they actually house more animals and then they can produce a lot, they can take in a lot more carbon dioxide. And so this is actually just better because grass, like moss, like it doesn't really matter what you have on your lawn, but like moss, it's just, it's pretty, it's neat, and you don't have to do any work on it. Yeah, like it's like no mowing, it, more bugs live in it, it's better for the environment. Yeah, so mm-hmm. moss lawns, think about it. And considering the current um, state of the U.S. and how much emissions it produces. A um, lot, a lot, <clears throat> a lot. We are heading downhill fast. Like, our current trajectory for global warming, um, we are heading towards an increase of one degree Celsius. An increase of... No, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it actually is. is. Like, um, at two degrees Celsius um, and higher, stuff, like, stops working. Like, when you get to four... Like, when you get to an increase of four degrees Celsius, it's, um, like, an apocalyptic event, like there's low chance of survival for humans if the world got hotter by four degrees celsius um by five by five it's definitely not like no human survival possible and by six degrees the earth is just dead so that's what that's actually where we're heading right now all those movies all those movies they warned you they warned you they warned you yeah this is like an actual issue that's why we talk about it so much want to raise awareness to get more people to help us to like start to help the earth and um it's a good thing that lego have you heard that lego actually um, lego is starting to become waste free so it's important that companies like stop becoming wasteful it's important that um society stops becoming wasteful yeah um, like for companies it's like some of the things are like they don't even cost that much but like a small change can make a big difference for like everyone and so it's, like, sometimes, like, if you're environment- environmentally friendly, people will, like, buy more of their products because they're, like, oh, like, you help the earth. Like, we like you for that. Yeah. So it's, like, a win-win. Yeah. And um, think about reusable straws. Straws, while important, like, they do kill turtles and things like that. <laughs> they, only make, um, they only make up 1% of the uh, ocean pollution right now. Mm-hmm. 43% is fishing lines. So if you want to make a difference, yes, go and buy your reusable straw. But... Also, if you want to make, like, a big difference, cut out fish from your diet. Like, if you stop buying fish, like, if um, more more and more people stop buying fish, if more and more people do the same thing that they did with straws, um, we could cut, like, significantly cut down the amount of um, fishing materials that are dumped into the ocean, that are left right. in the ocean, because there's not going to be a demand for fish in the market. Also, fish. Let's just quickly talk about fish. Fish are, like, since we eat so much fish, a lot of, like, species are, like, being, like, overhunted. And that's also a problem. I didn't even think about yeah. that. So, yeah. like, if you cut, like, fish out of your diet, just, like, because, like, it's not, it doesn't have to be, like, permanent. Like, because just right now, we just have a really big problem. So, like, if you just gradually tone fish out of your diet, we could save, like, these fish. Because, like, um, what, like, the fishing boats do is they just drag these big nets and then they just, like, get all the fish that they can get. And if, yep. if there's, like, a dolphin in there, oh, well. If there's a turtle in there, oh, well. See, it's not like they can yeah. do anything about it because they can't see it. Yeah, it's a big problem. Like, overexertion of species. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that there are not enough... Some um, fishers took too much of the normal fish that is in a seal's diet, a certain mm-hmm. type of seal's diet. Yeah. And so they had to actually resort to eating um, different things, like different kinds of fish. Mm-hmm. 
um, and stuff that like wasn't helpful for their body. So we are literally forcing, we are forcing animals to um, adapt. To adapt. Yeah, but they don't want. They don't. Ha- they didn't have to, and they don't want to. But that concludes the um, youth crew section of the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear more, definitely check out Into the Crew Universe. My name is Anastasia, and I'm Zion. And thank you for tuning in to today's show.